0: everybody. I'm Jim Ford. I'm Mark Marble. And this is The Lantern Cast presents the greatest toy podcast.
1: Episode 3.
0: Yes. I cannot believe that I remember the name of that pod but this podcast. I
1: know. That was excellent. I thought I was I thought I was getting ready to have to come in to do a rescue before before but but when we when prompted, Jim actually re- remember the proper introduction.
0: Yes. Yes, I'm I'm a complete professional. <laughs>
1: yes, you are. <laughs>
0: Uh, yes well I'm so confident in my podcast abilities that I'm going to tell everybody right now that I have not prepared for this episode in the slightest but I'm still very confident that it's going to be a very good episode Uh, Chad um, if this episode turns out to be really bad can you just edit this part out
1: (laughs) I only want to be prophetic if I'm absolutely correct (laughs) Well, I mean, what's the point otherwise? That's right. <laughs> uh, but you, well, uh, if you're not you're not entirely unprepared because the main thing the we well it may not be the main thing for real time depending how we go if we skip from topic to topic, but yeah. the main reason for doing one in December to wrap up the year we both watched what we needed to watch. It just was several weeks ago now.
0: <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, I I watched uh, I watched most of it.
1: <laughs> I, 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 fell, I fell asleep on one episode at least a little bit, so I, I uh, guess we're, I guess I could technically say the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean by most of it, I mean like most of one episode.
1: Oh, you mean you watched most of one episode? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I mean like I, I made it at least 15 minutes in.
1: And, and since based on what you said before, I'm pretty sure I know what episode that is, so wow. <laughs>
0: no, no, I, I – I don't know. I, I, I have no idea how many episodes i watched. What episodes were there?
1: As in sp- sp- what they were, the topic?
0: Yeah, yeah. What, right, what so did we, was it Ninja Turtles?
1: Yeah, so in case you haven't figured it out by the, ep- by the episode, all the descriptions for the episode yet, the main topic will be the Toys That Made Us, the Netflix series Season 3, which dropped on November 15th. I came back from Florida, it was waiting for me when I when I settled in that evening. So yes, the four new episodes for the for this time or this time around that were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, My Little Pony, Power Rangers, mm-hmm. and wrestling figures, wrestling toys, which actually was a little it was an interesting choice that they went with wrestling.
0: Okay, so I I watched the Power Ranger episode and the Ninja Turtle episode. The Ninja Turtle episode, I think that one I was able to get all the way through. The Power Ranger episode was really good up until a certain point, but I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the way with Power Rangers, and then it just kind of trails off a bit.
1: I think that's true. I mean, I think in all honesty, e- what I found is sometimes you're looking at all these the, the three seasons they've had in quotes yeah. seasons, the of the twelve episodes we've gotten so far. Sometimes I actually find that a few of the toy brands that they zero in on, that the ep- that I find the most interesting from an episodic perspective or some of the toy lines that I don't really care about personally. <laughs> like, Bar- like Barbie, I, I completely understand the significance of Barbie and the land of toys in the history of, of the toy biz, but obviously Barbie doesn't do anything for me personally. Right. Uh, I th- so but I found the Barbie episode to be to be at least somewhat interesting. I found My Little Pony to be interesting, just just with some of the origins and some of the hit hit and miss, and starting with you know the, My Little Pony being much bigger and then moving it to, to the smaller size, which is and different things like. So I th- I find some of I find some of those episodes to be like even the Hello Kitty one on that level I had found interesting because again it's a it's a brand which means absolutely nothing to me. Right, but the, the history of it, and you know the ups and the downs, and and everything else, I, I found I, I I found interest in that. So I, so that's one of the things I do like about the show is the fact that even if the particular toy that they're talking about or the brand doesn't doesn't really register with you or, or you don't have any emotional ties to it from childhood or anything else, that it makes it, it's interest it, the, the because. Because you kind of learn more about the business, and much like many other businesses, it's so you know, kind of like this cutthroat <laughs> business <laughs> sometimes, and it's like, it's, yeah. just, it's just, it's just it's just, intra- just I find it intriguing some of these things. So, of the four episodes this season, probably, I'm not gonna lie, there was, there wasn't one of these four that I had a huge amount, I wasn't emotionally drawn into. Okay. I would say the two that I would naturally grab, the, the two or the four I was more interested in were wrestling figures, in the turtles. Mm-hmm. But you know, Power Rangers, I never really watched the show because again, that was in that awkward for me age-wise. That's in that awkward group age-wise, or time frame when I was moving beyond toys for a while. Right. And it's kind of like when the G, when the GI Joe toys, started, other than the first wave of the of the of the like the three and a quarter figures, which I had most of. But when the show before the show came out and everything else, I was I kind of had that was when I had stopped buying toys because I was too old to get toys at that point. So I, Power Rangers didn't do much for me as far as the sh- I didn't really watch the show. I didn't really have the toys. I found the episode interesting though, especially because of the fact that the the way I didn't I I guess I should have known that they for the first for the most part when the sh- when the show began they were just reusing all that Japanese footage and just inserting the pic you know the kids yeah and I. I guess I should have logically known that, but maybe because the only thing I ever really watched them was, I think, the second movie, the Ivan Ivanhoe's movie. Yeah. <laughs> that maybe because I wasn't such a, I didn't watch you know, episode in and episode out. I didn't know what the formula was where it was really easy to figure out. That surprised me a little, and and how they had to, and how you know they were spitting a bit at first trying to remarket these toys from Japan before they eventually they, they you know like the, the Zords and all these things that they came up with finally that by name and repainting them and different things that finally hit pay dirt you know in the in the marketplace yeah so I thought that I thought I thought for, that was interesting and I guess just the evolution of the <laughs> wrestling toys. I thought was interesting just because obviously the wrestling toys just even looking at their likenesses. You know, there's and just how how far they've come in a relatively short period of time since these really only happened what in the eighties.
0: Yeah, well they were the one the first ones to introduce that real scan
1: technology. That's true. I remember how big that was with the uh, when they when those first figures came out. I mean they still weren't they still weren't great obviously the first wave of those, but but still I the fact that that was That that is true. That they were they were really really big. Certainly in the latter days of KB, they were pretty big. (laughs) Uh,
0: But what you call it? The 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 thing about those was that like the sculpts were like very nearly dead on. I mean sometimes like that was the kind of thing where the the paint quality would really you know that could make or break one of those things. But like you know usually like going from store to store. Like you could find a, you know, the best paint job and it would look a lot like the actual, you know, wrestler or whatever like that. I, back then, I was not, I was not super huge into wrestling, but my brothers like super were. So like they had like tons of the figures and I was exposed to it, you know, with that, you know, so like I, I do. Like I, I remember, I remember those giant stuffed animals. I'm sure that they referenced that in the episode, right? They, yes, they do. Yeah. Um, the wrestling, that,
1: that, the the battling buddies, or wrestling buddies, or whatever the hell they call them. Those.
0: things. Yeah. That yeah. was the best commercials.
1: Yes, they were. They, but uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, okay. Um, but no, like yeah, like the you know they the the wrestling figures they started out like you know didn't they start out like bendy figures
1: they were not one they really weren't they weren't truly bendable or, or truly poseable but they were large they were large rubber i mean you could you could kill somebody with one of those they were heavy i mean they were like they were like as heavy as a reference point for even older toys like stretch armstrong heavy stretch armstrong was he- like he weighed a friggin' ton right at that and, and stretch monster cuz i had i had both of those back in Back in like the 70s or something or late 70s, they were friggin' huge. I mean, and they were they were heavy to lift. Mm. I mean, you'd have to scoop them by their waist and, and lift them up. I mean, and then you could do it comfortably. But but they're, so the they're wrestling, the like the the first wave of those figures, they came out. You know, back during you know during the birth of Hulkamania that time. You know, when WrestleMania right. won, all that. And I never got Hogan. I always wanted Hogan, but I never got Hogan. Uh, because they, they were they were kind of smart when they did those toys, because they didn't just do all the guys that were super big then. They kind of went some. They kind of had some old school guys, because I remember I had Bruno Sammartino. So they did. They went back and they they did kind kind of go back and do some of the older guys, even mm. during that time. But yeah, but the first yeah the first ones were really they were they were heavy, but they were but but in a way because they were so solid they were good for the way people were going to use them, because you know you were going to beat the hell out of. Each, of each figure with the other figure, so it kind of right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I I remember exactly what you're talking about with the. Yes, yeah, so you're right. They weren't bendy, but they were like that kind of soft rubber.
1: Yeah, they were flexible. They there was there was flexibility, and you could you know if you were try, if you had two of them facing each other, you could definitely maneuver like one arms like you know to get one in a bear hug or to try to you know to power yeah to, to power slam them and uh body slam them. You could you you could you could do that. Uh, I'm trying, I didn't, it's weird, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I don't think I had anybody really, really good. I'm trying to remember, I don't, and I don't, and those are toys I am 99.9% sure, the few, the few of the old wave. Obviously, some of the newer ones I have, I have a, you know, a bunch of, the Rock figures and things like that. And, like, I, I do, and I do have a few Hogan figures, like, from, I got the NWO Hogan, actually, from when he, from, uh, they in the WCW days. Mm. But I'm trying to remember, I, had, I had, I had, I had Bruno Sammartino. I'm trying to remember who the bad guy. I think I had. I think you know. I think I had the. I might have had like Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik for, for my tag team. Oh but wow! I to, but I had to. Ha, but I had to have another good guy San Sammartino. And I'm trying to remember for the life of me who the hell it was because again it wasn't any. It wasn't anybody big. Uh, I mean not somebody who I would have liked. Like it wasn't Randy Savage or or anything like that. But um, Sergeant uh, Slaughter. No, I'd have to go. I'd have to go back and and, and look to see like at the, fir- the first the uh, first first wave or so. Yeah, the first wave to see. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Well, um, yeah, I mean, I that's why I didn't make it to the wrestling one because you know that's it's one of those like it's a low priority to me because I was there for enough of it that I was interested in. You know what I mean? Right. Um. I, I existed through it, so you know. Eventually, I'm sure that I'll I'll catch up on it and and see it. The other one that I I really did want to watch, but I didn't get to at all, was the My Little Pony. Now I loved My Little Pony the cartoon when I was growing up, but I never got into the toys. And even when they rebooted it with the you know bronies and all that stuff, like I just didn't really have any have any interest in that. But anyway, so with Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, the Power Rangers, like you said, they reused the footage. Um, The thing that I forgot was that how many episodes they put out in a year. Because it was like, it wasn't like 62 episodes or something ridiculous like that. It definitely was a lot. It definitely was. But I mean, it makes sense because all they had to do was film like those scenes in angel grove or whatever, where they're at the juice bar or something. Uh, yeah, that, that, that show that for me, even for me, that was kind of like on the borderline. Like I think I was in high school. I did not play with the toys. My brothers were, you know, into the toys, but like the show I, you know, I did, I did appreciate the, the show and like the, you know, like kind of like the mythology that they were building with it, right? Um, so, you know, I, I like that aspect of it. The toys were really cool. Um, you know, like the the Zords and the the first the first wave of figures. They were like kind of like those ten dollar you know limited articulation figures that they have in the toy aisles now. But I, they may have had, like, a little more articulation, but they were, like – they were solid and they were, like, you know, perfect sculpt to the, the costumes of the, the characters. They were really neat. And I remember, like, you know, like the Green Ranger you could only get when you bought the Green Ranger with uh, the Dragon Zord, And it's, like, this freaking, you know, $100 set or something like that. And my brother – Actually got the the White Ranger with the the Tiger Zord, but like something broke on it, and they had to bring it back, and like it was so limited, like you just couldn't get a replacement for it. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, like like I said, like that that was one of those things where you know the episode was pretty entertaining up until like you know they kept on going through and going through, and I think I kind of bailed out on it when uh, when the company started realizing that you know like by getting rid of the the woman that had pioneered you know the the toy line and the series and everything like that. Like, they, they switched over to vehicles and everything started, like, tanking in terms of popularity.
1: Which, when you think about it, when you look at this series, it's one of the. it seems like it's almost a common thread that in almost every one of these toy lines, there's just somebody who ends up getting shown the door. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. Of the, one of the people who's primarily responsible for the success of the, of the entire – or the creation of the – of the brand gets like get get shafted one way or the other. I mean, it's yeah. not true across the board, but it's true yeah. a lot of the time,
0: fairly often. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I remember when they switched over to like the the cars, and I mean, like for one thing, the cars were never as cool, you know, as like you know, like okay, you're, you're coming off with like a dragon and a saber-toothed tiger and like. <laughs> You know, all this crazy, you know, like you had dinosaurs, then you had mythical beasts and things like that, you know, and then it's like, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, now we've got this, you know, now yeah, it's a Jeep Wrangler. That's our, you know, that's our sword now. <laughs> uh, and And, you know, to add insult to injury, it's like, also, here's a bunch of new people that are completely unrelated to anybody that you've known before, so you won't care at all. So, they uh, they had some some learning to do on that, but. <clears throat>
1: um,
0: I, th-
1: I mean, the, I thought the, I mean, the, to me, of the of the four of the four episodes that we got, the one probably that had the most in I, th- I it actually turned out to be pretty sad was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was one. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty sad, and I I thought it was. It, it was interesting watching watching you know the whole seeing the history you know obviously the you know the history of the turtles you know to begin with and then right. uh, but seeing how what Laird and Eastman have had of the you know the uh, not not the the all too typical falling out which often happens with creators of something mm. that co-creators of something that 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 was that was that was kind of sad and. But but the toys are cool. I mean, I have fond I have fond memories of of the toys because that that actually in a way the turtles were right around the time when I started getting back into some of this stuff.
0: Yeah, the turtles were like the first toys that I actually collected. Yeah, I
1: still a- have Don- Sorry, I still have Donatello. I don't know if he was actually like the first wave Donatello, but I have the like class you know classic Donatello. Yeah. So, uh- and I have a few other I have a few other figures I didn't buy I didn't buy I didn't buy a lot but I but I did but I definitely and you know some of the stuffed animals and I had you know and I had the you know I played the arcade you know the arcade game and I had the oh yeah the video for, games Yeah, but I had that for the Nintendo and things like that and yeah they were fun I remember
0: my brother got Ninja Turtles 2 for Nintendo that was good the second one was really good It was good, but, like, we got stuck at the dam, like, for the longest time. Because, like, I think, like, after you beat the dam, then you had to, like, go underwater and defuse all the bombs in, like, a certain amount of time. Otherwise, you know, the dam goes and, you know, you die and you got to restart the game. And it, like, just forever it took. And I think it... I think the only time that we were finally able to get past it was when, like, I got a Nintendo Power magazine, like, probably from the library, that showed me exactly where every bomb was so that I could defuse it really quickly and and actually move on.
1: Whatever gets you through, man.
0: (laughs) I, I just remember being stuck on that level for so long, like, months, but... We have the internet back then, so you couldn't just look up an answer.
1: No, you couldn't and they didn't have cheat guides the way, as easily, or more, as readily available as they are today.
0: Yeah, and I didn't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think um, the first New York Comic Con, which uh, at this point was like uh, 13 years ago, something like that? 14? I'm not really sure. Um... One of the turtle creators was there at the show. Um, I think it was the first year. It was within like the first couple of years, if not the first one. But he was there doing sketches, and I got a sketch, you know, of one of the like, you know, just it's like it was a black and white sketch, so it really could be any of (laughs) them. true.
1: Well, depending on unless he drew them with weapons,
0: he did not draw them with Uh, weapons. easy uh, I'll say it's Donatello but uh <laughs> um yeah honestly I know I know that it's it's in my closet that sketch I don't remember which one of it <laughs> it was that was that was before they sold it though so or it was before they um they sold it to Viacom so i don't I don't know if it was you know one or the other that had you know bought it, the other one out or Oh, well, you know the one that had taken the payment. Right. So, but yeah, sucks for the one that that got out early.
1: Yeah, but the creative differences—it was interesting going in different directions and things they were supposedly. Yeah. Never. They weren't. They were supposedly never going to do. Yeah. Well, um, well actually, yeah, that's that
0: is funny. It's what's especially funny now. Because the one guy was like, yeah, you know, like, only four turtles, you know, and that's it. You know, and the TV's like, oh, we want to introduce a, you know, a female, you know, turtle. And she's like, the, you know, the, the other guy's like, yeah, go for it, definitely. Then the show ends up tanking. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, like, we should have done that. And now that Nickelodeon owns it like in the comics they've added a, a fifth female turtle
1: yeah not really surprising I mean like they
0: added a female turtle in the cartoon but like she was there like you know maybe like once or twice and then that was it there's it was, like a guest star kind of thing
1: well testing the waters isn't a bad thing
0: I mean, yeah, that was, you know, that's a, it, it's a, it's a powerful thing for a guest, you know, guest star role, but, you know, to just have be, have it be like four brothers and also a sister, completely changes the dynamic.
1: That is true. That, that yeah. so that is another that, and that's another reason why people would be, ag- people would be against it, even if, regardless of the, regardless of like the gender or whatever, is the fact that, yes, you're you're changing, you're changing the dynamic. Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, and that's something that sometimes people, but well, some people just don't care about. It's the fact, yeah. know, the fact that they, they want, they want to look at, it's like, a, as, as you know very well in the world today, it's like, oh, I want to see the world the way I want to see it, and I don't care what you say. <laughs> it's like, a, this, this is what we want, and we really don't care if there's any, if there's perfectly logical reasons why this may not be the best idea. It's like, no. Yeah. And that's so. That's so. I I I I mean, you can definitely see why from a you know from a with the dollar signs in their eyes. It's like, oh, if four are good, five is even better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and let's market to women also. It's like, yeah, okay. I I mean, on paper, it makes sense, but you know, in 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 reality, it, it it failed for them that that time. But I think the comics doing pretty good so. The comic, you know, you can get by with a much, you know, uh, more targeted audience, though, so.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think – and plus, in comics, you, you can establish something over time and, and just see how it works, how it doesn't work, and then adjust it with, yeah. the, with the with the TV show and – really, Also – yeah, well, I think the other
0: thing is with the cartoon – with the, the, the comic, rather, uh, I don't think it's a sister, you know?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> 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 Get little turtle action in there. Oh
1: my god! god. <laughs> I wasn't even going. I wasn't even thinking that. I didn't uh, realize Lauren would.
0: It, I'm Is uh, is, is that getting picked up on the microphone? Yes, it is. You know it is. Uh so. Yeah. Okay.
1: Seriously enough for the Turtle Club, eh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Let's move on from this topic and set it on fire. Yeah,
1: um...
0: Okay, so um, let's uh, let's talk Lego for a minute. Uh, last time we spoke, we we mentioned the um, uh, God. What was it? The the thing where they they vote the. Mm. the Lego ideas it's the Lego ideas if you get like 10,000 votes then you know Lego reviews it and then you know sometimes they make something sometimes they make two things sometimes they won't make anything. So we discussed the the candidates last time uh, they ended up picking a winner it ended up being the Pirate Bay and of course Sesame Street so I'm sure that at some point in the new year, we will have a Lego Sesame street to look forward to. So I just wanted to comment on that quick. And then the other thing that Lego just put out, and this is not something that you can buy in stores. This is an employee gift that, uh, you know, you work for Lego, you, you would get one of these things. It is a Lego X wing. It is red and white. And it is a candy cane X wing. (laughs) especially for Christmas you've got a little Santa Yoda in there with a Santa sleigh and his little uh Yoda hut so all decked out
1: Yoda, they should have planned ahead
0: <laughs> they didn't know and there's no like there's there's no out of all the toy companies Lego is probably the got it's gotta be the slowest moving out of all of them. Uh, like Lego is like <laughs> All of their molds are made like three years in advance, and Jesus, seriously, they have to be one of the slowest moving companies. But
1: um, here's our Santa Claus Snoke figure. Oops.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Dang, we missed it by that much.
0: <laughs> we we read. Uh, what was the third director? The original third director of the trilogy?
1: Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> we read
0: colin trevorrow's script and we have some great great sets coming out based
1: on it uh and, and who knows they might be better than the stuff we'll get from the real episode <laughs> Oh
0: no, we'll never know we'll never know uh, i'm sure i actually we, we we just might we'll have some kind of like star wars alternate universe kind of thing
1: or or if this thing really cra- – or if Star Wars as a brand continues to just crash and burn and more and more people might just speak out and not really care about it. It's like this – we want to give you the inside scoop about this disaster.
0: Yeah, well, you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, so you don't understand that Star Wars will not crash and burn. It's just that Star Wars is going to be about The Mandalorian and Baby Yoda from now on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Baby Yoda and The Mandalorian. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's
1: along for the ride.
0: Yeah, it's like um it's like that uh the memes with Tom Hanks and the the guy that, you know, I'm I'm your captain now. It, it's basically <laughs> baby Yoda looking at Disney. I'm your star wars now. It's it's
1: like it's it's like t- it's taking its proper place in the history of Of television in which the in which the secondary character ends up becoming the primary character, like like Hawkeye and Mash and Fonzie and Happy Days and a bunch of other shows. It's like these characters that were never supposed to be the you know the main focus of the entire series. Before you know it, and next next season will be Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian.
0: (laughs) Man. They should really give it a name pretty pretty soon.
1: Maybe they maybe they will in the, in the final episode or something.
0: It's like we're just gonna call it Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is spoken. So anyway, so the this um, candy cane X wing, uh, it's uh, like I said an employee exclusive. Although you can find numerous versions of this on eBay for around three hundred and fifty dollars. Comes with uh, 1,038 pieces, so it's a decent size set, uh, although you are also building um, Yoda's Hut and Slay and, and Yoda, so you're probably looking at about a 700-piece X-Wing. It's a pretty nice set.
1: It is. It is nice.
0: I, um... I mean, I I probably wouldn't get it, but if I was going to get an X-Wing, I would probably get this one if it was available in stores. Not, uh, now worth $350 to me.
1: This should be Poe Dameron's new (laughs) (laughs) X-Wing. Merry Christmas, damn it.
0: (laughs) Poe Dameron in the the new Star Wars Christmas special. (laughs) The tagline will be, well, we couldn't really get any worse.
1: (laughs) The rise of Kringle. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Good times. Good times. uh, What else? It is a a pretty neat set. I'm not going to lie. Well, let's – it's been a while since we kind of revisited this, but it is a nice catalog. And and it's interesting because how – about how – you have to evolve or you die. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's a, it's the Noble Collection Holiday 2019 catalog. And I give them credit. I mean, I haven't actually ordered from Noble Collection in a few years. Probably, actually, it's probably more than if – I can't remember the last time I ordered. It, it has to have been, I guess. Probably,
0: probably <laughs> like oh, at it, least. It's never. I've never ordered. <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: because I know I got some Green Lantern stuff there. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely know. And I used to get my friend some Harry Potter stuff. Chuck actually probably the last time I could have bought something would have been maybe the Christmas of 2016 because that's the last Christmas when Chuck was still around so Chuck, I would there would be stuff some stuff in here related to Lord of the Rings and things like that that I would sporadically be able to get uh, that that would be interesting so but as, as always they put together a grade a attractive catalog' mm-hmm. There's absolutely no no doubt They continue to expand on their Harry Potter line. I mean, they they don't they don't really quit on those wands. I guess the wands are pretty popular to begin with, but obviously they've also branched out tremendously into Fantastic Beasts, right? Which clearly is nowhere near as popular as Harry Potter. Let's be honest. I mean, I don't think anybody would ever
0: kind of insinuate
1: that it was, but considering you you know, it's
0: it's a good movie series. It's not great. I mean, like, it's weird that the whole thing is framed around Fantastic Beasts, because it's not actually about the Fantastic Beasts at all, you know?
1: But it sounds good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, you you could call it, like, the Great Wizarding War volumes one through three or four or however many they actually are going to make. That's true. I, I mean, you know, like, I I don't know whatever, but I mean, like, I like all the characters that are in the movies. Um, I think that it suffers from, you know, a, a widespread hatred of Johnny Depp at this point.
1: Which is not necessarily fair, but it's also, it's also, but don't forget, uh, Miss R- Ms. Rowling herself is a... Uh, is heavily involved in, and she did like the script for the last one. So a lot of the criticism yes. about the way that movie went and the pacing and everything else was, uh, she did catch a lot. Whether it's fair or not fair, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't, I have not seen either one of those of the of the Fantastic Beasts movies in their entirety, so I can't judge. But really? she did. No, not yet. It just hasn't dur- I was never. I mean, I was I was a Harry Potter movie fan, but I'm not. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't mean all that much to me. It's not Star Wars to me. Right. What Star Wars was to me, <laughs> it's not. it has not, it doesn't have it doesn't, you know, resonate like that. I saw I saw every Harry Potter movie. No, let me take that back. I did not see the first one in the theater. I saw I saw every other one in the theater. And I've seen them all clearly, you know, after the fact multiple times. But it doesn't, you know. So I never read any of the books. Doesn't resonate with. I, so it doesn't. It doesn't call to me. So it, there wasn't anything about when the Fantastic Beasts started that made me really. I wasn't interested in the lore, or the mythology, which would make me be interested in the dreaded, you know, prequel kind of thing. So I will. I will get to it eventually. I'm sure, but it's just not. It's not a big deal. Right. But but there are some cool concepts in it and obviously they do, they do a really good job at, at if you're looking at the catalog pushing a, a lot you know, they have a whole lot of fantastic beasts themselves as the collectibles yes they have a lot of those that's pretty neat a lot of stuffed ones too because of course stuffed animals are always big uh, continuing like the pen set like what they had with the, with the kind of like how they had the different houses mm-hmm. with with, it, with uh, I have that at Hogwarts yes so they're having, having them with the, with the different with the different beasts and the different wands of all the characters, <coughs> excuse me, in Fantastic Beasts. So I think that's pretty cool. I think they, I, I like the fact that they branched out into quality Weasley goods. I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> they got some, uh, like, Bubble Boy bookends and Puking Pastilles bookends and things, you know. Mandrake, <laughs> the Mandrake Collector Interactive Plush. <laughs> that's great. Uh so I do like the fact that they kind of not only do they go continue to sell some of the things they've been selling for years like the wands, but they just keep kind of like you know branching out and trying to find new things to for, for that for that audience, which is good. And they and obviously Harry Potter. I mean, actually just looking at all the stuff, all the stuff in this in this catalog, that's Harry Potter that is the primary focus of this. I am now I'm trying to remember how actually let's see what page this starts on cuz i'm flipping through but i'm not. but luckily these all these everything's numbered so it's really easy yeah. it starts at page 4 of the catalog and the Harry Potter stuff ends on page 33 <laughs> so so you have the over, and, and the catalog is only 52 pages long <laughs> so you can see pretty more than half the catalog is all Harry Potter stuff <laughs> And I think that's – but yet, as, we, as I pointed out to Jim, that's not what they're pushing this year, logically, that the cover and the first two pages, they're pushing Jumanji stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And neither one of us are really a fan of the electronic board game. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird, but then again, so is the $145 collectible board game version. Which is a playable game. I mean, it's a playable board game, but it's a hundred and forty-five dollars. If you had, if you had that game, would you really want to play it? <laughs> you gotta be real careful if you play it, I suppose. Uh,
0: I you know I like I understand why they would make that collectible version. Um, I because I remember being on the the replica prop forums, and every once in a while, like somebody would do like a really quality you know replica run of the jumanji boards and they would go for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars you know and like they would sell like a decent number of them too but uh you know like now 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 the jumanji makers want to get in on that so
1: i mean it's attractive looking there's no doubt about that
0: i mean it's a good price for you know for what it is. I mean, I, I guess if, if people are into,
1: right, I was going to say that that's, that's the magic, that's the magic term. I mean, if you're, if you're really into it, then, then you can't say that. And and if people are willing to pay the price, Mm -hmm. you can't say that it's overcharged. Actually, there's one extra page of Harry Potter stuff. The actual back page of the catalog is also Harry Potter stuff. (laughs) So I, and there's only, there's two pages of Game of Thrones stuff. Which some of I mean, the dragon eggs are cool. The uh, th- the eight-inch-high dragon eggs are cool, mm. and the ba- and, and the replicas of the three baby dragons are kind of cool. <laughs> There's not much else that really calls to me here. I don't care about the hand of the king. Uh, that you know the prop replica, uh, the pin.
0: Yeah, you you could have gotten those for ages now at this point.
1: Right, I mean, I mean, there's there's nothing. Let's put it this way, there's nothing here for the Harry Potter stuff that's really new. I mean, I mean, for, excuse me for the Game of Thrones, there's nothing here that's really new. Yeah, and so which probably is smart considering how Game of Thrones burned out.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe
1: it's smart to go back and just market stuff to back when people were the stuff people are still fond, have fond memories over and towards the beginning of the show. But it's still interesting. They have don't they only have two. They only have two pages of Game of Thrones stuff. They still have they have like an out they have an Outlander wedding ring, which is interesting. So that's obviously a new a new brand. They have you know the rights to merchandise for a lot of the same a lot of the same DC stuff. I mean they have a very very nice though so expensive clearly Batman collector chess set. Right. Eight hundred bucks. <clears throat> Seven ninety five technically, but I I took the liberty to round up. Yeah. Uh, at that point, yeah. five dollars dollars really matter.
0: <laughs> You'll be paid anyway.
1: Yeah, the Bane special edition mask. I've had that for a while, along with the Dark Knight cowl, which oh, is kind of cool.
0: My God, I'm just looking. I'm looking through this this catalog at a different pace than you, and they have the uh, the Cornish pixie, a bendable Cornish pixie, for Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, let me go back to that.
0: Oh, that's great, and it's only and they, it's ten bucks.
1: Oh yes, I just—I think I just saw that. No, actually, no, I was looking at the bendable bow truckle.
0: That's—that's that's another thing that makes a lot of sense. <sighs> but uh, yeah, it's—it is interesting how the, the 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 pricing in general, really, the pricing in general with a lot of this stuff is just so fuck wild. You know, it's like you can get. A bendable bow truckle or, you know, Cornish pixie.
1: Yep, just found him.
0: And that's 10 bucks. <clears throat> but the wands, which are like, you know, you pour the resin into a mold and then maybe paint, you know, one half of it or something like that. Maybe they paint both halves. I doubt it, though. Um, and that's like almost $40. I don't get yeah, that. Yeah,
1: their, price, their prices are. Are weird. It's I'm looking. It's interesting that they have the Marauders map wand collection because what I was what I'm trying to see flipping through this quick without slowing us down too much. Yeah, is whether they still sell the actual Marauders map by itself just a collectible? Because I remember getting my friend Christine that a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah, they do. They still have it. Yeah, yeah thirty five bucks, and and another twenty nine fifty if you want a display case for it.
0: The um. a lot lot of this stuff has been kind of like pirated from China also so there's a lot of places to go to find this stuff that are pretty reasonable facsimiles for you know a very very tiny fraction you're not going to get the same quality on all of it but you know like for the Marauders map like you know you know it's you talking
1: everything everything can be spelled wrong (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's a printout. Like, you know, it's really not, not really worth $35 for that. But, um, I actually just picked up the, uh, the Time Turner. um, Oh, did you? Yeah, from the Noble Collection. I, I got it on clearance at GameStop. So
1: D- that was that was from the third one, right? That was from Azkaban, wasn't
0: it? E- yes, yeah, yeah. I like the uh, the Horcrux ring. I've always liked the Horcrux ring display set that they they have, um, which actually has the uh, the stone, one of the Deathly Hollows in it. Right. That was always a neat one, but
1: they, I mean, they do. I mean, they definitely do. They definitely do a good job, I mean, as far as, I mean, they certainly have got, they've, they've really, I mean, the, even the wands, everything they've done with the cases and everything else, they've, 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 you know, one thing that it's interesting, I'm trying to, th- I didn't notice that they still have it, do, do they sell? do they still sell the scarves, the, the uh, Gryffindor scarf?
0: Oh. Um. They to,
1: I know they, I know they did that, I know they actually had a, they had a... Official Gryffindor. I mean, obviously, other places make them too, but I mean, they actually had the license to do an official. I don't know if they did them for all the houses. Yeah. I don't know if they did that, but I know they. But I know they definitely had Gryffindor because I got. I remember getting that for Christine too.
0: Yeah, I had a Gryffindor scarf from them. But uh. They,
1: they still have the power battery. Yeah. a Green Lantern movie power battery can't get rid of it. And that's not, and again, that's that's not the one I have. I keep forgetting at this point. I think I, I think no, mine's the DC one. Mine's the DC one. I didn't get to know. I did not get. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have. The, I think I do have the ring. I do have their ring. But I do not have. I mean, even the Green Lantern sculpt is cool. Just not for the. Just the sculpture is just not good for the price. Right. And plus, it's bronze. <laughs> something, about, something about getting Green Lantern in bronze just seems like it's kind of a waste. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I have that Green Lantern ring. I have the DC battery, though.
1: Yeah, I think I'm. I'm. I'm really. I'm very, very sure my battery is the DC one. Because hmm. wasn't the DC one cheaper? Um, time, I thought the DC one was cheaper.
0: Actually,
1: I. <sighs> because this one's like 100. What's if it's 150?
0: Yeah, this one's 150. I could have sworn that the DC one was a little more expensive, or around the same price.
1: And I don't think I. And I don't think I'll be able to find which one I actually ordered because Lord knows now we're going back to what 2011. Hmm. It's possible I might. I'm I'm pretty good at saving re, t- saving email receipts, so it's possible I would I would still I just. I'm just trying to think where I probably would have. If I obviously I would have had to order it through DCBS if I had if I had ordered it if I ordered the D, the DC battery. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, Noble Collection did do a pretty good job with. They did a pretty good job with with uh, their Green Lantern ring. I thought that was something that was. Well, they
0: they had a few differences.
1: Right, and I because I think I I think I got. The sign, I think I got the signet ring from them, and I and I don't like that one. I, I basically I was less than thrilled with it. I think and I think I would also need to have it uh, resized because I think it's I think that's yeah I think I get I get certainly uh, metal rings I get like at least half size bigger mm. now. So, so.
0: Um, yeah, they're 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 super nice ring. You know, it's it's cool. It's not a you know it's not great as far as replica goes because they they didn't like work to make that clear resin you know top piece at all it's just enamel poured over metal uh but it it, it's a nice effect it it definitely looks nice uh they also had they had one that was uh It was, I don't know, like a $45 ring or something like that, which was, you know, again, it was nice. It wasn't as nice as the DC Direct version. The DC Direct one was really, really top notch. I I think that one didn't get a lot of the credit. I mean, now it gets more credit on eBay because you're talking about like a $45 ring that people sell for like, I don't know, hundreds of dollars. I don't know if anybody's actually buying them, but hey, good luck. More power to you. And then they also – the NECA was the one that made the um, the projector ring. Right. I do remember that actually. Uh, the It was actually – it was the same one where uh, I think it was Walmart had a box set that you got the DVD and the projector ring in it. So a lot of people got it through that. That's how I got it. I think I got it off eBay for like 5 bucks.
1: But uh it's actually it's been so long I actually don't even I don't actually even remember which if I if I have the D, I, the DC ring or whether I have the <laughs> Noble Collection ring. I actually don't sadly even remember anymore. <laughs> I'm try I'm it's I'm trying to actually I this answers one question I have the I I have the ring from I must be the DC ring because I got it off a of DCBS the green Lantern green Lantern power ring prop rubber okay for 30 bucks thirty bucks and thirty dollars and 60 cents after the discount so there's oh that wow that question the ring Wow so that ring so that ring was obviously the DC, that was obviously the DC ring so that that answers that now if I can find now if, if I can find the uh, power battery then it would then it would answer me whether i got it from noble collection or whether i got it from uh hey i i found my i found my receipt for the hal jordan versus parallax statue that also was 2011 um the emblem ring let's see the green lantern emblem ring i got that also so that was another that was another dc that was another 2011 but that was a that was a That was DC also, so it looks like... Um, hey, Star Wars, the complete saga, episodes 1 through 6, Blu-ray. Pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, back at the... Pass, really, or should we go back in time to when that actually maybe was the actual complete saga? Uh, yeah, I'm just... it's. it's I guess I'm ever going to... Well, I mean, I probably could find this, but it's not worth dragging this on. But I guess at some point, I'm just really curious about... I... I I am pretty sure I have the DC battery. Everything everything points to I actually hey guess what I I have both prop rings. I I do have the Noble Collection one too. I have both of these. I do it because I got I just found my web receipt for uh, Noble Collection.
0: You got the you got the DC Direct and the NECA?
1: Yes that's what that's what it looks at because I did find the I did find the Noble Collection receipt. let's see here's here's a here's a different Noble Collection receipt if it would load properly. My email pro- let's see. Yes, I, in twenty twelve, in the summer of twenty twelve I got the Green Lantern prop ring. But you know but I you know what? I know exactly what that is. That came with a collector stand. I got I I didn't keep that one. I know exactly what that is. I ga- I got it for Chuck. That's so I only physically have the D C ring. I got that prop replica for Chuck. Oh, okay. So I did order both, so I wasn't nuts that I that I kind of I kind of I kind of did remember ordering both, but I don't remember, but I couldn't visualize which having two, and now I know, and now I know why, because I only actually kept kept one, but mm. I, I, I did not find the re- did not find the receipt for uh, which power battery I ordered, which is odd because you would think I it would have. Well,
0: did it come with a ring?
1: Yeah, it came with the yeah. It had to be DC, right? That would be, be DC. Then. Yes, I yeah. that's what I thought. So I got the Steel Signet Ring, I got the and then I got the the spinning Green Lantern ring. I got all those f- from DCBS. Okay. So those are all D- those were all DC rings. I
0: don't think that I got those two. I'm not a hundred percent sure though. I
1: think of the I. I think I like. I think I like the spinning ring. Oh, oh, that's why. Because I got a size eight, which would make, which is weird. I shouldn't have even. I should have been at least a eight and a half, at least. So I don't know why. That's probably why I got went too small on that. Uh, I think I think I like the spinning ring better. I think I like the spinning ring better than the. Uh, I, it's the signet ring that it's just. It's it's a little too blocky, for me. And it's that, that style just doesn't. Just mm. doesn't work for me. Uh yeah, but well,
0: I mean we could we could go on and on about Greenland. I, I
1: found I, yeah we de- we definitely could, but the point is they still it's still interesting that they still sell you know they still selling this stuff. I mean obviously I'm sure they're not selling many. Uh, they have what the Aquaman trident that they may have sold more over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, well I mean you know you have to figure okay the the Batarang. That's a perennial, Yep. you know? Uh, you're always going to be able to sell Batman stuff. The Trident, I mean, I can't see them selling a lot of them, but they, The. I mean, the movie did really well, so they'll sell some. So that makes sense to have on there. The, the Green Lantern statue, I don't know, I don't even know when they made that. I think it's I don't been know for a while. I don't know why they made that. <laughs> but, um... But the power battery, I I think it's a pretty foregone conclusion that they stopped making that a very very long time ago, <laughs> and they're just still trying to probably get rid of the stock.
1: I would I would suspect that is absolutely true.
0: I mean, and at, at one hundred and fifty dollars for for that battery, it's really it's not a horrible price. I I think that's probably what the cheapest battery that you can obtain right now
1: it, it might be I still wish I could remember how much the off, how much the DC version of that went for but the DC one well, I think that the the, I, the DC one was really nice though uh, I, the way that one lights up probably is the most satisfying of all the of all the power battery props mm. I think Uh not the easiest it's the most problematic to change batteries in compared to the other ones i can
0: no i don't i don't remember that at all
1: it's in a different spot i believe i think it's in a different spot or you know what it might be it might be if you have to change the if you have to change the bulb i could be thinking if you have to change the bulb because i might have had to change the bulb in that that might be what that might be what i'm thinking of
0: oh that makes sense
1: yeah, but I did. I did have. I know. I definitely had a. I definitely had a problem with it. Uh, and it was. Uh, yeah, hmm. it was. A, it was. It was a little more. It was a little more challenging than than to just a, the standard batteries. Interesting. Um, but. So, if you want a Green Lantern movie power battery, <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> they probably uh, have shells and shells of them. <laughs> yes. Do buy, we uh buy one get 3 free?
0: Yeah. <laughs> buy buy one get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, please.
0: <laughs> We're having a buy one get it sale. You
1: pay shipping. <laughs> yeah, that was <would> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, joys, oh joys. Uh, what, uh, what else
0: do we have on the uh, the docket for tonight? Oh,
1: yes, one last. Uh, for those that didn't listen to my Disney, my little Disney audio blog.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sure most people didn't. Uh, so how do you want me to approach this? Do you want me to sum up my trip or just want to ask me anything you're curious about?
0: <laughs> Ooh, that is a... That was a tough question. Um, you know what? Let me just ask questions. That's that's probably that's wh- that's the worst it's way. A that's, to- a, that's probably the worst way to do it, no, but okay. It's
1: probably, it's, 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 it will pre- prevent me from rambling on, so that's probably not – it's probably not a bad thing. Uh,
0: okay, so you went in November. Correct. And Galaxy's Edge opened in June?
1: D- that was in oh. Disneyland.
0: Oh, that August. was Disneyland. August. Yeah, it was August. Okay. So, yeah, so August... It was the end of August. Yes. It was the very end. Yep. Okay, so basically, there were a little over two months for them to, you know, for, like, the initial, you know, crush to go in there before you went. Uh, okay, so how... Like, I remember hearing, like all the merchandise was selling out like, you know, every single day. So how was that? How was, you know, how obtainable was the merchandise when you went?
1: I think overall, based on my experience in Galaxy's Edge, I still think they had a I don't think getting something you wanted would have been difficult. Other than moving around in the shops, which is almost impossible <laughs> cuz they're so small, and all right. you needed is one stroller or scooter and you're in you shafted. Because I know I had a hard time. I couldn't. Luckily, I was able to f- f- by myself figure out where things were, like where the Kyber crystals were. I was able to see where the Kyber crystals were. I was able to get over to that side of the shop and pick out the yellow and the white that I wanted. And they didn't have any red anyway. So, actually, really? Now let me take it back. They may have. Had, they may have had red, but in case we hadn't discussed this, they did repackage them. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't shine the light through them anymore to, to to get the black red crystal. But I don't know. But it's possible they didn't have it's possible they didn't have red anyway, because I for some reason that's what I remember. Because I I so because the red would have been somewhat tempting just to roll the dice because maybe you'd get the black and plus red is cool anyway. Yeah. But I already really wanted I wanted the white and I wanted the yellow so I I got those. But the other side of the shop is where they have all the legacy lightsabers. And that's where I wanted to go look at the hilts. Right. I could not get completely over to look at the cases. I was ne- I never got I never got that close. I got somewhat close. I could I could see what they wanted. I I really wanted to look at what the, the, the what the temple guard the Jedi temple guard ones. Right. That they, they, those those hilts are kind of curved and they were the ones that primarily used the yellow blades. So I that what probably yeah. would have been the one if I was going to actually blow money at that time. I really wish at some point they'd make some of these things available, just from a ship, from, just because it's easier to have this stuff shipped. Some of this stuff shipped than you have to carry it home with you. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why they don't want it. Well, they don't want to have like build your own lightsaber that way. I mean, because you do, you are, obviously you'd be losing something if the whole. Oh yeah, well, experience.
0: yeah. The build your own, the build your own will never be, you know that that they're not going to sell. Online. Right. Um, And again, I can see why they would want to restrict the sales of like the lightsaber, the kyber crystals, and you know, a a lot like you're not going to be able to buy the bottles of soda, you know, online, you know, like that kind of stuff. The legacy lightsabers, it would make sense for them to sell that stuff online.
1: I think so too. And yeah. By all accounts, they they, they they do look they they do look pretty cool, just like the new just like the new black series lightsabers. Because I saw a video, I actually saw a video comparing, I think the new black series Kylo Ren to like the like the Force like the Force Awakens Kylo Ren, the one they did, and I think just the whole flickering effect of the lightsaber is much more is much more effective, and and then I think to tell them, where they have the LEDs, I think there's a greater like there's actual, L- I think there's more LEDs throughout the lightsaber and in the cross guard part than, than in the uh, like the old one, where there was just like an LED in the inside part of the cross guard, But there really weren't any any LEDs beyond that point. So basically, you were just getting it lit up from the from the one that was inside. Yes. Uh, so, but I think the merchant overall, I think I think the m- merchandise was relatively pl- plentiful. Again, a lot of because it's so heavily geared. Not entirely, but so much of it is geared towards the sequel trilogy stuff that it kind of it kind of it, it cut down on my interest in the merch and what I was looking for to right. begin with. I mean, I knew what I was going for. I I basically going into Galaxy's Edge, they, I knew I wanted to go to yeah that antiquity shop because I wanted to get this hyper crystals and ideally look at the lightsabers. Mm-hmm. I knew if the line wasn't too nuts, I wanted to do Smuggler's Run. And I wanted to do. And I wanted my blue milk. I wanted to try my blue milk. <laughs> everybody's got to try the blue milk. Some people say they like the green milk better, though. The majority of people I've talked to tell me, and I agree, having had it, that the blue milk is pretty good. <laughs> like
0: I, I said, every, everybody's got to try the blue milk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the blue milk is old school. And was plus, a, and you're plus, going to Star Wars. Wars. The blue milk is Star Wars, and plus the green milk, you don't have that bad image of, of Luke's milk some tit off the sea dragon, or sea cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, thank you, that's bad imagery. Uh, but, so I, so I, I would say, I think they're, from a merchandising perspective, I think they they were fairly well stocked based on what I saw.
0: Okay, so moving on to other things, um, the Millennium Falcon ride, would you say, how many, how many stars out of five? We'll just leave
1: it at that. How many stars out of
0: 5
1: Mm-hmm. I would say Three and a half, three and a half to four. Okay. I, think, I wouldn't go beyond four. I think, I mean, it's certainly... I think it's it's more enjoyable than Star Tours is these days. I think Star. Okay. I mean, and even the motion, since I am more I am more sensitive to motion since that Mission Space debacle like eons ago. <laughs> that I am a little. I'm much more cautious about, which is one of the reasons why I'm probably not. I wasn't that unhappy that even though I actually did get a flight a, a flight of passage. Uh, fast pass this time that there was no way because of my dinner plans on my last night that there was with my fa- with my father and de- and everyone else down in Florida that I knew there was no way I was going to be able to make that fast pass <laughs> which I did cancel I did the right thing so hopefully somebody else was able to get it because there was an opening <laughs> uh, I would say I'd say probably closer to three and a half I mean my line was 80 minutes from the point I entered they said 80 minutes. I don't know if I really waited 80 minutes. I would say if I'm an 80, 90 minute wait uh, length. Yeah. The good news is the majority of the time you're going to be you're going to be not in the sun and you're going to be inside. The way the line is designed from that, for at least the way they have it, you know, the line is the way they line people up now. Unless that changes, that the majority of the wait is you're going to be in the shade and, and even more so you're going to be inside most of the time. You weave that's in and awesome. out, but most of the time you're inside. Yeah, that's so cool. So I think so that was a that was a plus. I and mean, it wasn't hot that day, but again, it was it was in the low eight, it was like the low 80s, maybe it was the low 80s. So and is a it's visually it's pretty cool. Not just seeing the Falcon, of course, but as you start getting inside, you know, getting into like the the pregame show, right. long before you get to where you know the pre that they do a, they do a very they do a very nice job. So the lay the layout is nice. They put a lot of they put a lot of effort into it. Um, of of course, once again, like, much to do in that land. If if it was more geared towards the original, I mean, the original trilogy, it would have been better. If you were dealing with a Han Solo Chewbacca thing with the Falcon as opposed to, but, but, Han Do or whatever. (laughs) It's like, it's like, eh. But, so, so, the ride itself was pretty cool. Luckily, I was able to get, have a choice of what role I wanted. So I... Maybe because I, I – don't know if it was because I was by myself or because I was the li- – I was the first person – once they stopped the line and from our, our line, I was the first person that they got – they picked the line up with. So maybe maybe that's why. I don't know. But they gave me the choice, so I took pilot because based on everything I heard, pilot is the best thing to have. Got to be um, pilot, yeah. Got to be pilot. So I ended up – which was kind of cool because the, cause the uh, family that I was talking to while uh, we were waiting online line together, they – their daughter also ended up being the other pilot. <laughs> so she was the left pilot and I was the right pilot. Okay. And the right pilot is cool because you get to you, you get to go in a hyper hyperspace. You, right. you do the jump to light speed every time. So that's mm-hmm. that's that, that was pretty cool. The motion didn't bother me that much. towards the end it was a little bit cuz cuz then but you have to pay, but you still have to look because of the fact if you're not you're going to be banging into everything. Yeah. So, which I think we did anyway. But the point is, it would have been worse if you just like, I don't want to look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, and I, and the ride was not super short. So, like, so I think it was. I think what they, I think what they did, I think what they did was pretty cool. And I think, especially if, if what happens has, has happened now since Rise of the Resistance opened, if it maintains the, the pattern, which is that. Let's be honest. The Millennium Falcon ride, Smuggler's Run. The lines in in Orlando were not long to begin with. Even since they opened it, the lines were never overly long. Yeah. But since they opened Rise of the Resistance, I've checked, and the, the usually we're talking like a 50 to 60 minute wait now. That the lines have cut down drama- been cut down dramatically, which is interesting. Because even even that's even with there being no regular waiting standing queue currently for Rise of the Resistance, because they're all doing that virtual. Boarding pass queue thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's weird that it would have that kind of effect.
1: But it seems the only thing I could think of is because so many people get boarding passes, but they know their boarding passes aren't going to be for like friggin' like five hours that they basically leave the park and they come back. That's what I think. Part of it might be. It's like you know, we know by looking at this number of where we are that you know we're we're not we're, we're not going to be coming up to like late afternoon. We really don't need to hang around in this park for now. So let's yeah. So let's go somewhere else. And then even if there's stuff in this park we want to see, let's come back closer in the afternoon to when our boarding pass is getting closer to coming up. That's the only thing I can. That's the only thing I can I can suspect. But. But I didn't check it this week, but I know I have been checking it ever since the open rise of the resistance, and it seems like fairly consistently, Smuggler's Run is a 50-60 minute wait, and some of the other rides too. I noticed that, that the rides seem to go down, uh, but that might be just because the over, you know, the short term, the overwhelming interest is getting on is Rise of the Resistance, but it's, but it's, it's one of those interesting uh, trickle down effects that I. That I've noticed. I would definitely yeah. recommend doing it, especially if it's only like around an hour eight, But they tell you. Oh yeah, yeah, wait. yeah. I, it, it's 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 worth doing. I mean, is it is it worth based on everything you see? Is it worth doing more than Rise of the Resistance? No, of course not. Rise <laughs> of the Resistance looks like a far far superior ride on every level, and that was the ride I was always more interested in, regardless of them you know it being a sequel trilogy ride. The reality is that. Conceptually, always sounded more interesting, and now that you know how it looks and how it operates, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the virtual queue. I, I think that's I think it's somewhat problematic when basically you have to be like if you're not forget about being in the park when you open. You have to be like waiting outside the park like an hour before the park opens just so they let you. Even if they let you in the park or and even if you can't get do anything with the virtual queue yet until the park technically officially opens the reality is cuz you can only use the virtual queue in the park so you have to be there you can't be at your hotel room you can't be outside the gate you right. have to be in Disney Studio Hollywood Studios to be able to get yourself on the go onto the the uh, my Disney Experience app and then get on the, you know add, get onto the virtual boarding pass and get a number and see I don't know how fair it is that number one they still like to keep letting people physically into the park before the opening the opening time. i also don't know if it's a fair system that you can pretty much guarantee that like within the first thirty minutes or forty minutes that the park is officially open, all the boarding passes are gone for the entire day. I don't necessarily know if that's a more fair system than a fast pass system.
0: But well people- I don't well, at this point there's there's two things at play with that. One, I don't think that all the boarding passes for the day are gone, like as soon as the park opens. I think that they still are giving out boarding passes for like another hour or two after the park opens. But that is also in conjunction with the fact that they still have not ironed out all the issues with the ride and that it still does go down an awful lot. So. You know, like, that's kind of the thing. Like, this thing is designed to handle a certain amount of people per hour, and so far it hasn't been. So over the course of a day, they're losing out on being able to entertain a lot of people. But once they get those kinks worked out and actually have this, you know, ride running all the time, then they're going to be able to, you know process a lot more people through and be able to give out a lot more boarding passes and you know people will actually get on the ride later on
1: i mean it's definitely i mean they they, it is a work in progress they kind of acknowledge it's a work in progress and i just i just hope that's not this i mean i find it hard to believe this is the system that they would go with and Long term, unless it's, unless this is going to be the future of what their of fa- what Fast Pass is going to be, even though that's going to, it's still a problem. I understand the early bird gets the worm concept, but I also have an issue with if you know that your plans for if your if your plans for the day all or, or your because obviously most people who go to Disney understand you have to plan. <laughs> so if you know that your 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 plan was to be in 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 Hollywood Studios. You know, for the evening or for the afternoon into the evening, it's a little bit much to have to be at the park when if the park is opening at 8 and you can't just get there at 8 or 730 because, at least currently, because people are lined up before that, that you probably have to be there, be at the park at least an hour before opening just to get in when the park opens, just to be able to hope that you can get on your friggin' <laughs> you get on your phone fast enough to get a boarding pass that still might get you on today and may not get you on at all. Because they may be gone, or you may be on the standby, which means basically, if you know, if they, by luck of the draw they happen to take everybody on the, you know, their, whose boarding pass, whose boarding passes they know, quote unquote, they can take during the course of the day, they work through those people, then they move up to the standby people. I don't know how fair that that really, really is, because especially when, as we know, when they first over the first few weeks this part they've done this. They've, they've been really horrible at sticking to what time they're going to open the park and letting people in. So mm. if you if they tell you oh we you know the park's absolutely opening at eight and you get there at seven thirty and and you, there's nobody waiting in line anymore because guess what they let everybody in at like six, at, at six forty five well then you're screwed yeah you, know, you did every single thing you were supposed to do and you were getting there an hour before you know you were getting there an hour before the park opened and guess what you're already you're already late uh, you're already late to get what you need because you're right they're not selling out immediately but usually within an hour, an hour of the park opening the virtual all the boarding passes are gone yeah the entire day and part of that yes is the fact that the ride is 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 breaking down because as many people had whether true or not a lot of people reported that you know the ride really wasn't ready to open but they made they already said that's the date we got to stick to the date you know they mm-hmm. probably did, for multiple reasons probably not wanting any kind of bad press that they could avoid right before our, Rise the Skywalker open too. They were probably trying to, you know, g- as much as possible to avoid that by delaying, you know, and pl- so I understand that. But that, but that ride's very complex, so that ride is probably always going to be breaking down fairly. <laughs> That's a decent amount of the time. You hope they work out the kinks, or you hope if it's the same part of the ride that tends to break down more than others that they can figure out and work around it. It's. But I, that concern that does concern me, and I know some people are concerned not that it's going to be nearly as popular, but the the Mickey and Minnie runaway train railroad, thing, yeah, yeah, the railroad thing. That again, that's supposed to open I think in March. I think it's March. That again, that but they're not. There's they're still not. Even for whatever the, the actual opening date has been, a, date was announced. That you know, there's people whose fast pass windows would already come up for that already. And yet, you know, that's not, a, that's not a ride that they that you can fast pass yet. Now, you can say it's because it's there, you know, just in case something happens. But they always can make you – they can always give you a notice. You have to change your fast pass. Yeah. And Lord knows there's not much of Disney Hollywood Studios worth fast passing right now. That's part of the issue, too. I mean, you can't do any of the Star Wars rides. You'll be lucky if you can get anything in, in uh, Toy Story Land. Uh, I guess if you really like Tower Terror, that's worth it. If you really like Rock and Roller Coaster, that's worth it. Star it's Tours, you almost never need to use it on because Me, the lines yeah. are not really big anymore. And we know using it for the Muppets is a waste. <laughs> so, that's, so that's why this year I didn't, I didn't use a Fast Pass in Hollywood Studios. I didn't do any Fast Passes. I, I, my Hollywood Studios agenda was I, I got in. It was like a 30 minute wait for Vader. I went to go get my picture taken with Vader. Uh, I, I, I. I was respectful and didn't point out how what a whiny bitch his grandson was. <laughs> but carrying on the family tra- the family tradition, but but no. Uh, so I did Vader. Vader's real cool. Then then I went to Galaxy. I went to Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. I did my walking around. I debated about whether I wanted to get online for the Falcon. First I wasn't going to. Then I did. Then I went and got my blue milk. After doing that, I made my way into Toy Story Land. I waited for this. Unfortunately, was a 50 minute wait. They said it was 50 That's what the time they said, but it, and it actually was. Unfortunately, I did it for Midway Mania because I like Midway Mania. And then after, I think, I think that was it. I think after that, then I just went out and they did the Skyliner. I did the Skyliner. So.
0: And it didn't break down.
1: No, I like the Skyliner. Skyliner. They're gonna, still gonna have a problem with with no air conditioning. I still predict yeah. that. I mean, they were very wise to open this, you know, to open this pretty much in the fall. They were very wise to do this when not in the, in the, the heart and the heat of the summer. But I think they're going to have issues over the summer because just you cause it was only like like I said, it was only like around eighty two or so and not really humid, but eighty two on that Tuesday that I was in I was in Galaxy's Edge and the first the first Skyliner trip from uh, Hollywood Studios I. think – I think to Caribbean Beach. I think that would make sense because that's. I think Caribbean Beach. I think technically is that in the, the Riviera Resort are the two. I think. I think technically. I think Caribbean Beach is the hub. I think that that's actually the the hub. But that's where you got to switch. Got to switch cars. So, but right. the, I rode solo over from to Caribbean Beach. I think. I think that's the stop from from uh, Hollywood Studios. I felt that I was warm. I wasn't hot, but it was warm. <laughs> it was cooler actually on, on the, the ride from uh, over to Epcot. And I don't know if that's because there was a little bit of breeze maybe, or maybe there's a, just going in a different direction or a different speed. But, if, but there was a little bit of a breeze, but you can just imagine. But the actual temperature inside is fairly close to what the temperature is outside. Mm-hmm. You can just imagine if you're doing this in the heart of the summer, 90, 98 degrees outside. You're you're enclosed. You got screen. You got screens, and you got you know thing, and you got some vents there, and you stop. Not going to take long. You don't have to be stopped like that horror story. You know, like a week, like a, a week or so after they open. Doesn't oh, have yeah. to be that kind of horror story. You could be. has been.
0: In- there's been a few. There's been a few stories where the thing just stops for an hour, and it turns out it was because of the the handicap ramp, you know, changeover. Like this thing like starts, you know, it, it, whenever it comes in, like everything else just halts, and you know, it just takes forever for everything to reset and work itself out.
1: I just don't think anything. They haven't mm-hmm. had the collision issues that they had, and then the you know people being stranded for like f- however many hours they were. But yeah. you don't need to. Like I said, you get stuck like even thirty minutes, in the you know in the middle of the day, that's gonna suck. Mm. And plus you have to factor in the fa- that it's not just the heat. I mean, it, it is, the, the, there is the, the, there are those screens. So if it's raining, <laughs> you can you, you can might very well get wet. And if it's cold, you can, you're gonna get cold. So so I don't. It seems like an odd decision not to put air conditioning in them. Obviously, you know, it <laughs> saves money, which probably is why they did it. But well, it yeah, and like then also the
0: insane. power, the just the energy system it's that cheap. it would require.
1: But it was fun. I, I enjoyed it, and, I, and it's definitely it's definitely faster than waiting for a bus. So if, yeah. You know, if, so if your goal was to go from Hollywood Studios to Epcot or vice versa, yeah. I mean you're gonna you could you could do that route, and they and plus these things are constantly running, so you're not waiting like a bu- you gotta wait for an, a bus, or you just miss one because it's full, and you gotta wait potentially 20, 30 minutes depending on or I hope it's only that you know hope it's less. Yeah but but at least with the Skyliner, it's moving it's moving constantly so yeah i think yeah i think that i think that was cool i think and it's and it's really fun driving taking the buses from your hotel to the park and you can see the Skyliner routes so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool seeing that so i thought that was good i like the grand destino tower at coronado springs it's mm-hmm. the room i showed you the room right i showed you the, yes, video? Yeah, yeah. the room the room is gorgeous uh, they are revamping and refurbing the rooms at animal kingdom lodge so depending on what they look like, I've heard good things, but I haven't seen anything. So I might I do want to go back to Animal Kingdom Lodge, but it's kind of hard to justify spending another thousand dollars for the rooms that they gave you at the time. So that's why we need to see the refurb. I like it. I love that hotel. Everything about the atmosphere I like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's still hard to justify spending another thousand dollars when the room, you know, even though you're not going to be spending too much time in your room. When you are in your room, it's much more enjoyable. At Cor- that room at Coronado Springs, that was gorgeous. That was a beautiful, beautiful room. And even though it's more of a convention center hotel, which has pros and cons, so it's like su- it's subtle Disney sometimes, as mm-hmm. opposed to over the top Disney. But there are pluses too. I mean, you don't have. It's not as. It's probably going to be a little quieter because you're not going to have as many, as many families. You'll have some, but it's not going to be as as uh, like kid centric as
0: some of the other hotels. So, yeah, everybody's going to move over to the Star Wars hotel for that.
1: Yeah, except it's only two nights. I think it's only for two nights. Besides, the I, I'm price, joking. I know yeah, you I'm are. Yeah, I'm joking. It's like I a, know you are, but for two for two nights, like a cruise. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't know. I, I I'm not going to say I would never be interested, <laughs> but you'd have it's like plus you'd be splitting up your trip. I mean, the odds are you'd have to stay at a hotel one yes. different hotel and then go over there for only two nights because it's not like you have options for staying longer. So It's only a two-night it's a two-night stay. I guess they must reboot everything in, in the, like, in. so I don't know. It's Yeah, it's,
0: it's, yeah everybody it's, stays at the same time.
1: So, yeah, oh. I mean, they, 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 that's, yeah, that's probably what, the, you know, the, the storylines are probably going to be for this group of people and then one, they, they flush everybody out and it's like, okay, this starts up again. Mm-hmm. So. Okie doke.
0: Well, that was good, but uh, let's wrap up. You want to go down the the rundown?
1: I will go down the rundown, uh, lanterncast.com. Email is lanterncast at gmail.com. The voicemail is 708lantern. Uh, it's always nice to get voicemails, whether they're anonymous or from Corwin. We always nice to get, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which has been our standard voicemails lately, Corwin or the last one, which was anonymous, uh, but still always appreciated. We're on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag GLCast, to locate us on those, and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please leave us a positive review wherever you listen to us on. And probably the next time Jim and I will be back will be pre-birth. I'm going to assume, since we got to finish that Sinestro.
0: Yeah, part. that was a. It was a good story.
1: It was a good story, uh, and, and it was a good cliffhanger. So we did the first part, and probably I'd, let's be let's be. Let's be fair, but not overly <laughs> uh, op- optimistic. Might be the wrong word, but either way, let's let's. let's <laughs> say, first quarter, first quarter of twenty twenty. Well, well, we'll get it. We'll get that done. Uh, I'm
0: actually, I'm actually not uh, not dreading that one.
1: No, I know, I know you. I know you're not. I know you're being sincere. It actually, it actually is a pretty. It is a pretty. Cool story, even if even without you know. Obviously, the Sinestro showing up at the last minute was was a was an awesome cliffhanger, which is why we only did that one issue right. the story arc. But the arc itself is pretty interesting, and it, it is one of, it, it considering it's probably definitely one of the better arcs in the latter half of that book. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll have fun when we go back and do that.
0: Definitely. okie doke.
1: Alrighty. So. Okay. Good night. Good night, everybody. So long.